Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chef's Meal, where we talk about whatever and never and everything else in between. Okay, so I think when you're ready, let's. Uh, I mean, we can start. I am born and raised ready, my friend. Uh, born and raised, heard, born and raised. Come <laughs> on, give me So this is this is actually round two, Gord, because we we did this we did this last time, but Skype wasn't being um it wasn't being nice. No, not in the slightest. Not in the slightest. And I, I literally, I tried, man. Like, I, I separated the tracks ever so slightly, all of us. But it became so tedious. And by the time I was done, it sounded like paper. Oh, really? I know. Yours, yours sounded great. But um, mine sounded like paper. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it sucks. But it's okay. It's not a big deal. So this is round two. Ladies and gentlemen, if you guys haven't known already, Mr. Gord Strain is in the building. Yeah, yeah. All the way up from Canada. Mighty Ontario, Canada. From Canada. 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 <laughs> hey, uh, do you do any kind of videoing, like video filmmaking? Uh, me, no. No, I've, I, barely, I barely take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> Have you read that, um, or rather, they just passed it, I want to say, uh, I want to say like oh, a few weeks ago, now, maybe a month ago now. Uh, they're, uh, more, or rather, I should say there's new laws for um, drone flying in Canada. Yes, that's right. I have heard that. That's right. We talked about that in the show the other, uh, a couple weeks ago. And it, it kind of, it's not really dampening on the, uh, the creators that own said drones, but what, what do you feel about it? Well, I mean, I was, I was weirded out by drones when they first came out because my, and as soon as I heard that, that drones were going to be available to the general public, I'm like, I so stalkers just got themselves a new way of hitting apartment floor number six. You know what I mean? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my very first thought. I just thought, okay, what nefarious things are you people going to do with this? But oddly enough, I haven't heard of anything like that really happening. Like there was a, a little bit initially, but it wasn't anything too bad. It was more or less people just farting around with their drones, and then they get up close to somebody's window and say, "Hey, look, there's somebody in there," and then they buzz okay. away. It wasn't like anybody actually directly stalking. So. You know, I'm still iffy about, dro- about drones. I, I I love the idea of them, but uh, for me, I I I do terrible things with it. So <laughs> I'd restrict the hell out of that if it was up to me. <laughs> oh my god! Now, did you get a chance to look at those uh those links that I showed you? I um, so I found those couple of knives that you were talking about. I mm-hmm. I absolutely love them. It's just uh, a couple because one is high carbon steel, right? The the blue high That's carbon. Right which yep. is a higher tang than the other one. And the other one is more closely to the black steel, which is the regular steel that I'm more accustomed to. Um, yep. And that takes more of a beating, but you're more prone to sharpen it. That's right. And the, the reason I'm bringing it up is because we, we spoke about it uh, on the last podcast. What knife, and for everyone not aware, uh, Gord used to be a knife guy. Um, our knife much. guys are amazing. Yeah. They're really <laughs> important in the in the food industry, we, we all treat them like they're kings because they keep our tools to their best. What knife or w- how do you feel uh, about the blue versus the regular steel? Well, um, I've always wanted to own a blue steel. There's a, um, there's a Shun uh, eight inch Kirisuke blue steel that I've been dreaming of owning. Uh, I just, I love the form and function of a Kirisuke knife. Um, just so many uses for it. Um, I'm a bit of a, I'm a weird guy when it comes to knives. I like my blades always looking perfect. So a blue, having a high 
like a blue or a white carbon steel where they uh, patina like almost instantaneously. Yeah. And you get that discoloration, which is what you kind of want. Um, I'm a little bit too much of an anally retentive guy to actually own one though. So I'm more along the lines of this is why I like like a standard shun uh, classic or a shun premier line where they don't, uh, they don't patina out. Uh, so I like a good Japanese steel uh, mm. carbon, but folded with uh, like a carbon edge, but with the uh, more the, the steel layered on the outside for the protection. No, no, I'm with you. I'd rather just the one blade actually, you know, just like the one tang and just yeah. as hard as it can be that way, just in case I do nick it, I don't feel fucking bad about, you know, messing up this amazing knife that I purchased and I can just resharpen it. But you, you can do that with the other one too. It just makes oh, absolutely. It, yeah, it yeah. just makes it a little easier. Yeah, it's um it's it's a funny thing when you're getting into like uh, hard steels and things like that. Like, you know, a blue carbon steel, you're gonna get like a Rockwell hardness rating of like anywhere up to like a sixty seven, sixty eight, which is an incredibly hard steel. But you know, you, you clip a bone with that thing and ting, there goes a chunk of the edge. Yeah, it goes a chunk, man. Um but me being a knife sharpener. I, again, I, I kind of see it as a, I see it as a nice little challenge that I, oh, I get to reform this whole edge again. This is kind of fun, you know? Mm. So, uh, but my, for the most part, um, like I own what, seven, uh, Japanese steel, pretty much all shun or shun to be say it properly, mm -hmm. uh, knives. Um, and I own one, uh, Wustoff, uh, classic, uh, eight inch chef that I, I really do like, but I, don't use it that often mm -hmm. just because I don't know. I'm just, I like the Japanese, like you slice into like an onion with a Japanese edge. It just, there's no tears, you know, it just splits at the molecular level. It's such a sexy <laughs> right on through it. There's no resistance. There's no thoughts. You just, it changes how you attack, uh, attack the knife. Like, um, when I'm using the German one, like I'll do more of like a harder, faster chopping. But when I'm using the Japanese, it's all about that gliding slice. Yeah. You have to slice. Absolutely. Yeah, just take my time with it and just sort of glide my way through it. I just, Oh God, I, I do. I, I really do enjoy it a lot. Mm -hmm. Like the Masahiro that I have at the house, I, I, I don't necessarily chop with it. My wife uses it quite a bit, but when as, as a knife guy, you, you would know like if the tang is proper and it's sharp, you're just running the blade through it and making sure it's cutting and it's going to do the job no matter what. And um, I actually need to get my knife back to my knife guy because I could use a little bit of a sharpening, but yeah. Oh, I just, I love it. Um, the funny thing is, is my, my favorite knives, like I'm actually, I'm a Sentoku uh, collector. I love my Sentoku knives. I've got four different, no, one, five and a half inch, seven, three. I got four Sentoku knives mm. and I am a big fan. My favorite of all of them is actually one by, um, by a Ken Onion and it's, uh, the Ken Onion, um, rain series, uh, I'm just, it's got this massive rocker edge to it with these little drain drop sort of effects on both sides of the blade. Ooh. Uh, so instead of using the, um, the lasered in cut that's on your traditional Sandoku style, it has all these raindrop effects on it. So when you're, when you're slicing with it, the food just flies off of it. And it's such an amazing knife. And you can do that slicing motion while doing a chopping motion at the same time. Yeah. But that rocker edge, oh, I just, yeah, it's, it's just good time for me. I love it. That is nice. No. <laughs> I just wish like the Japanese would um, would take care of their handles better. Like I, I love the knives and I, I love the aesthetic of the wood handle, but I feel that not really sometimes, but I, I feel as if 
I prefer the yuppies when I call them yuppies. The 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 ones that you gotta you you have to special order your knives, and they make everything kind of custom and all that, and they make the the heft of the tang a little bit like better. At least for for my grip, I like a I like a, a girthier um, knife handle, but the the Japanese like it to keep thin uh, for some reason, and I I don't know. I'm not I'm not too keen on that one. It's you know it's really true. Um... Like the Shun Classic line is is great and all, like they're really nice, they're perfectly balanced. Uh, but the Premier line, which has got um, the more natural wood, I mean, it's still a pack of wood handle. Uh, which for those that don't, uh, pack of wood is actually a mixture of a couple of woods put together to make it, and then basically sort of designed to make it look like one piece of wood. Um, but the the Premiers are, are they have that girthier handle, which is really awesome to use. But my Ken Onion one, man, that handle. I swear to God, that thing is designed to fit my hand. It's It's got the right angle. It's got the right bend in it. So it's not like mm-hmm. it's just a straight handle. It's got a bit of a bend to it. Um, it just sits in the hand like an absolute dream. Uh, yeah. It's his. That's my favorite knife. Every time I pull that out, I've got such a stupid schoolyard grin on my face every time I pull that <laughs> thing out. I've still yet to find a knife like that. And, you know, it, it's weird when, when I was knife hunting or knife rather shopping, I was like, can you just can you just give me all the knives over here so I can just feel them? And they looked at me funny. And I'm like, it's not like I can't afford any of these, but I would like to feel the handle because it's all about the hand feel. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you're in the kitchen. And what most people don't understand is we're using this damn thing for like eight, 10 hours a day. And if it doesn't sit in your hand correctly, like it, w- it will bother you. If it has like a little notch that it's just like there on your like whatever. And you're like, oh my God, why is that there? I, I didn't. And you get mad, and then you'll end up cutting yourself, actually. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You're, you're too busy fiddling around with it, trying to find the right positioning, and end up, ding, ah, not my finger. There it goes again. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of cuts on my hands. I, I do the, um, you, you know, when I, when I shower at night, and I'm like, oh, great, there's a cut. Because, like, when you're in a restaurant, you don't feel it because adrenaline's pumping. And then when you get home, when you shower... After. Oh, yeah, that's the worst. Get that soap in there. You're like, ah, yeah, you're son of a bitch. What was that? <laughs> you're like, what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> you nah. know what's funny? Uh, in the uh, almost two years that I worked for the knife for the knife store, I uh, learned the sharpen, and every day since, I actually have only mistakenly cut myself once, and it was – I barely even called that because I, bar- I barely even bled. Oh, wow. Uh, the, the worst cut I ever actually did was actually deliberate. I did it for a, um, uh, a, a Sikh guy who came into my knife store one day with his uh, ceremonial dagger on his hip. And we got talking knives and I said, you know, I'd love to, when was the last time you ever sharpened that thing? He goes, actually, he goes, it's never been sharpened. Oh, wow. like, well, have you used it? He goes, yeah. He goes, I've done it for a couple of ceremonial things with like where they, he's used it to, uh, to, to butcher and kill an animal. And I'm like, so you've never had it re-edged yet? He goes, no. Nah. I said, well, I'd be honored if you let me. He says, I, I can't. And I'm like, why? He says, well, because I have to have the blood of the infidel on it, so I can't do it. I'm like, oh. uh, white man, infidel. I said, I, <laughs> I, I can do it. And he's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, look, I'm here for you. I said, trust me and let me do this for you. He's like, you know what? Nobody's here. Nobody's going to judge me. All right, go for it. So I did. So I grabbed it and I re-edged it. brought this super fine edge. And when it was finished, I turned around and then cut my arm with it and then dipped the blood, the blade of my blood and handed it back to him. And so there you oh, go. Wow. Infidel blood on it. And the guy's like, wow, I can't believe you just did that. I'm like, oh, man, I, I respect the, sac- the sacredness of what this thing represents. And yeah, I'll do that for you. Why not? Oh, <laughs> so the worst cut I ever got from actually doing that 
ironically, was self-inflicted deliberately. <laughs> wow. I have, a, I have a cut story for you. I want to say five years ago now. Oh, yeah, it was five years ago. And it was with a dull knife. It, it, it's, hard to, it's hard to explain. Dull knives will cut you more than sharp knives because you're forcing the shit to cut instead of it doing its job. Absolutely. So, um, I think I was, I was on a line, I think. And I remember it. I was cutting chorizo. This thing is fucking frozen. But I needed an order like right now. So yeah. I grab. It wasn't even my knife. It was. It was just you know our 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 standard knife on the uh, on the counter, and they have it on the stations. My knife, I think, it was in the office or some shit. Too far, and I'm too busy. I just grabbed this damn thing, and I'm cutting. And I I knew it when it happened. Like I I I felt the motion, and I'm like, uh, that didn't feel right. My left thumb, for some reason, got underneath the fucking motion. Oh no! And, yeah, 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 and I went through it. So it hit. It, it was like second. It was like a the second layer of skin. It, it cut through. I'm looking at it and I'm like, that should have been chorizo. But now <laughs> my thumb is down. So any any other cook and I'm like, well, I, I need to patch this up because I, you know, I, I still got to cook food. I literally yeah. the things right there. I washed it. I then grabbed salt and pepper and a little bit of lemon. I jabbed it into there. Oh yeah, yeah, I know it sucks. And then I put in, I put on the the band aid and then the um. The little uh, we call the um, the little dildo condom for the fingers. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> you put another glove on top of it. I kept working at the end of the shift, and I'm like, okay, well, I gotta, I gotta take a look at it. Yeah. I took it off. It's all congealed and everything, and I'm like, uh, that doesn't look right. I wash it off, and then I can see the damn thing. Like I can see the inside, and I'm like, should I go to the hospital or should I? Just, <laughs> um, I mean, it's not bleeding now. It's okay. I mean, it looks black, but you know, it's fine. It I, be fine. I did not go. I so I was like, all I did was I grabbed the super glue that was in the in the office. I layered a, a crap ton in there, yeah. put on the bandaid, and just let it go. I let it. Oh, uh, super glue works so well. It, it works so good. That's what the most that's underrated what cut uh, remedy in the world. I tell you, super glue is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, so my worst. Me, go ahead, sir. No, no, I was just saying it took me four weeks for that to heal. Because there was really? no stitches. There was no stitches. It was just super glue. Yeah, I guess that's true. Shit. <laughs> wow. See, my worst cut. See, I mean, even my, my worst cut, I still have the scar. And I was in high school. I'm like, I'm going to be 45 uh, this month. And uh, so this is like in high school. I would have been like 17 maybe when it happened, 16. Mm -hmm. uh, I had this knife. I still own this knife. It's actually one of the first knives. It's, well, it, I, I found it stuck in a dude's fence when I was a kid. And I stole it. And then re-edged it spent years like you know re-edging and playing up mm -hmm. this thing and uh i was playing around with it with my buddy and i'm just sort of flipping around on my hand chucking around catching it he's like dude seriously you better put that thing away before you cut yourself I'm like yeah you're right i literally just flipped the handle around to grab it and i whacked it right off of the bone in between the thumb oh, and the first finger snap. and it went like you hear it go thunk, right off the bone and it but it didn't go in straight so it went in on an angle oh, so it probably God. went in probably a good i don't know maybe almost half an inch in <laughs> and when like straight in ricocheted off the bones, my hand just butterflied open at that spot and bled like a pig. So, uh, you know, we were going to the school dance that night and, uh, wow. you know, being, being the hardcore guy that I was, you know, throw this, you know, clean it up. It just wouldn't stop bleeding. So I put a big uh, gauze thing on it, wrap my whole hand up. Like I went and like had surgery, <laughs> go to school, to school and told everybody I got into a knife fight. <laughs> <laughs> and hardly enough people believe me. I just, it just made no sense, but. 
who am I going to complain? Gave me a good rap. <laughs> wow, that is true. Oh my god. Oh, you know what I forgot uh, to also do? Um, Gord, can you just tell them what your podcast is? Oh my god. We're just oh kind of shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I am part of a podcast with Eric Hunt, and uh, the name of the podcast is uh, Eric and Gord. What if we're right? And we broadcast uh, anywhere from two to five nights a week, and we talk about kind of anything we want to talk about. We've pretty much hit the gauntlet of almost every topic. I think in the last um, in the last two weeks alone, we've talked politics, a little bit about religion, sexuality, aliens, ghosts, uh, driving, our day jobs, like you name it, we'll talk about it. Uh, music, uh, concerts, uh, TV, movies, whatever. It's just it's a it's a show about everything. Yeah. Uh, unlike Seinfeld, which is a show about nothing, we're the show about everything. <laughs> <laughs> I hear the baseline now. Right. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. You know, um, I met Eric years ago. We, we worked together at, um, at Bed Bath & Beyond, actually. That's where oh, wow. we first met. And when I first met him, fucking Eric could not stay. He hated me. Because <laughs> um, I, I walked in the back one day and, you know, like, because I was on the floor. I was, a, I was a sales guy on the floor and he was in the back running the, uh, running the warehouse. And I came in the back one day. I'm like, all right, do you guys need a hand with anything? So I got to get, because I came out with a bunch of stupid demands. Like, I need to get this, need to get this, and I need this out right away. And Eric's looking at me like, just shut the fuck up, dude. Like, who are you? <laughs> and uh, after I sort of did this and I did a little bit of stuff and I said, all right, look, you know, like, I just want to let you guys know, like, no, I first time meeting you guys, Eric, and I appreciate it. But, you know, I understand what you guys do. I spent 20 years in at warehouses. I've done all this type of shit before. Um, I understand what you guys do. I know it's a hard gig. So just, you know, you got me on your side if you guys need anything. And I walked out, and Eric turned to the buddy of ours, Manny. He's like, "Is this fucking douchebag for real? Like, fuck this guy, <laughs> you know?" Like, just and just totally blew me off. And it wasn't until about a couple weeks later that um, uh, Manny, this this kid, uh, he, I was out talking to him, and I, I cracked some uh, pretty offensive joke to him. And he went in and spit the joke to Eric, and Eric killed himself laughing. He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "Gord told me that joke." He goes, "You should really go talk to Gord." Eric's like, "Gord said that him, Mister." A1 salesman, customer service rep extraordinaire. This guy's fucking, you know, he's got a mouth like that. Are you kidding me? Uh, so, yeah, we ended up becoming uh, really good friends after that. And uh, Just before, because I lived, that was that time when I lived in BC. And just before I moved back, uh, like literally about two weeks before I moved back uh, from BC back to Ontario, he called me up and he's like, hey, I'm kind of going to start to do this podcast. Do you want to do a podcast with me? I'm like, whatever. I don't know what a podcast is, but sure. And the first like six episodes, we weren't even able to record it. So we just yammered on the phone for no reason. And oh, wow. uh, once I moved back, he says, I really want to keep this thing going. So we started doing a few episodes. We went from six listeners in the first like, say, month. And mm -hmm. then I, it was kill me. not Because Eric had a very strict rule, no swearing. Uh, I want this to be able to, uh, you know, available to all the masses. And it, it killed me. I, I I can't go that long without fucking swearing. It's, it's very frustrating <laughs> for me. And uh, so I'm like, look, we need to do an episode about swearing. We're not about swearing, but where at least I can swear. So we did it as a one-off, and we went from six listeners up to like 35 overnight. Oh, wow. And then now we're cresting 7,000 listeners. We're in like, I don't even know how many countries, 15, <laughs> 17 countries. And uh, it's, it's crazy. It's been a crazy ride. You know, we do this so fucking cheaply. You know, like, they tell you, you got to have all this proper equipment and mixers and you need mics. Yeah. And, nah, we do this off of two fucking cell phones yeah, man. all across the country. I record from a cemetery. You know what I mean? <laughs> as long as people connect with it, that's all that matters. Oh, absolutely. And that's what it is. Like we, the weird thing is, is now 
like with your podcast, do you get people that like that like comment or do ratings for your shows and things like that? I have a lot of people to ask for recipes. Oh, okay, so you still so you get a lot of comments and people still like reach out to you that listen to your show. Yeah, yeah. So I'll be like, hey, dude, I, I get um, a couple of voicemails, like, hey, Case, uh, I heard about that recipe. How 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 can I do it? And then I I literally reply back with an email or with a voice message uh, explaining how and where they can get it. Um, because uh, my podcast is primarily food, so yeah. I, I talk and revolve around that. But on Thursdays, I can talk to people like you and everybody else about everything else that's happening. And that's kind of where the fun um, in my segment is. That's why I, I need to have that because I can't just talk about work because that's, that's what I essentially do on Mondays. We talk about work. Yeah. And then on Thursdays, I just want to be like, eh, I don't want to talk about work. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about what I do. Yeah, what yeah, else? Yeah, what I like yeah. to do then because everybody else has something else, you know, different doing in, uh, in their lives besides that one thing that everybody else does. Yeah, see, it's, it's weird with us because for the longest time, we had virtually zero interaction with our fans. Mm-hmm. None. Like, nobody. We wouldn't get a fucking email. We wouldn't get a fucking message on any forms of social media. Nobody reached out to us. We didn't get it. We still have gotten, we've gotten only two reviews. One's from me. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> our show. Um, but it was the strangest thing. So we ended up doing, um, we did a contest. Um, um, I'm trying to think what the contest was for now. This is really embarrassing. Um, but we, we did a contest for a show and um, it was for a, a barbecue set that I had kicking around here that I, I found a whole bunch of shit that was at my mom's place. Oh, wow. And it was like a barbecue set, a bunch of steak knives and a bunch of stuff like that. So we did, we ran this contest for it. And all you had to do was leave a review or leave a comment or call into the show or be a guest. Any one of those things, they all get you one vote in and you can review as many times you want to comment. Every time you comment, boom, there's a new, there's a new, uh, a new entry for you. Mm. Um, so out of, at the time we were sitting at about, uh, 6,000 listeners and out of 6,000 listeners, we had, uh, 27 comments, 27 entries. And out of the 27, 18 were for one guy. Oh, uh, <laughs> then you win something. So yeah, he ended up, he won first place, uh, which I, ironically enough, I still haven't sent out. It's been like a month. I still haven't sent it out to him. Uh, but it's, it's coming out soon. Uh, but I professionally re-edged all the steak knives for them. So I got rid of all the serrated edges, made them all smooth edged. And uh, so, yeah, so I've got all that done out for them. And uh, now we're shipping that out. But ever since we did that, people are starting to actually comment on the show. And it's just it's just taken forever. Yeah, no, it should. I mean, I've been doing it. Uh, to give you a perspective, right, I, 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 I don't take any of the analytics that's the, the technical term for the podcast and everything. Yeah. So I'm just like, you know what? I, I just want to do this for what I do. So, I, I mean, I take a look at it every once in a while. I've been at it for almost almost like a full year now. Okay. When I started, right? And at the time, I was just doing um, daily kind of pods. So Because I'm used to it on my video side, I would do daily vlogs. So I'm like, you know what? I can do the daily pod also. But I want to keep it at five minutes max. Just kind of what my day was. And, oh. and I kid you not, no review whatsoever, no comment whatsoever, no email whatsoever, <laughs> till like two months ago. And that's when it started coming in. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And ever, ever since I was like, uh, okay, so I have this recipe. Here's how we do it at the restaurant, blah, blah. People are like, oh my God. And then I get an email about it. And then um, the more I talk about it, the more people are more intrigued about it. And that's how I kind of, now I, I see exactly why. Because at the time, I was just kind of... I was doing it for myself, and I wasn't yeah. thinking about the, the listeners per se. 
And so it's just, it's just more like you're talking to an empty wall. But if once you kind of relate to them and you're like, hey, this is, this is actually happening in my restaurant. I want you to make it. Uh, let me know how you made it. And then we can talk about it. And that's, that's the end right there. And there it is. And that gives people that connection. Mm-hmm. See, we, I figured that with the way, with the random ass amount of topics that we cover, even on any, not just like over the course of our over year long uh, stint with this, but just <laughs> like, in, like last, we did an episode last night and oh my God, it was almost two hours long, which was like pretty long for us. Usually we kick around an hour to an hour and a half, mm-hmm. uh, but we had a two and a two hour long episode last night. We covered, my God, we covered everything. Like you name the subject. We pretty much hit it at some point in the conversation. But still very, almost nobody will comment about it because nobody will comment exactly about what we talk about. They'll always just like, if the occasionally it's about, um, hey, the quality of last night's show sucked. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's what we get. We don't, we don't get, like we have a, a diehard uh, group of listeners from, um, oh, wow, I'm, I'm going to sound horrible. This Eric, Eric's the one who follows everything. I'm literally just the dude who calls in. Um, but uh, we have this group of like diehard fans that have been with us since day one in the States. And um, we've been bugging these guys relentlessly. Come on, just send it. Like, we know you guys know how to work a fucking computer. Send me an email. Yeah. Just say, <laughs> hey, we like it. We don't like it. You know, talk about this. Don't talk about that. It's any, nothing. Not a peep from these dudes. And it's just the weirdest thing. But Eric gets a lot of stuff. He's actually getting recognized on the street in Vancouver now. There you go. Which fuck. is pretty cool. And I get fuck all out here. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everybody knows me out here anyways. But yeah, it's just uh, weird. Oh, shit. Do you, guys, <laughs> do you guys have a Patreon? Uh, what, what do you mean? Do you know what that is, a Patreon? No, no, not the slightest. No, what's that? So it's a, um, it's a service that came out, I want to say, five years ago. Maybe longer. I, I, I just I don't remember. But it's essentially you sign up to a website. And they, they like creators like you and myself uh, have a chance for people like your fans to give you monetary value. And that's literally oh. all it is. Yeah, yeah, you sign up, it's free. Um, you, can, you can then give uh, incentives for folks. And that's how you, you um, to get them to donate to you. So if anything, like I, I would like to start it for us, but I literally just want to make it for a dollar. That's it. I just want nothing else, just for a dollar. Yeah. And, I want to put my extra shit there in a restaurant that nobody sees, uh, meaning like pictures, like stupid tickets, allergies, like bullshit things that happen, uh, yeah. things that I kill, you know, etc. Like bonus little things so people can enjoy it. Because I, I talk about it in a podcast all the time, but that's one form of communication, just the, the voice. But once you see it, it all makes sense. So I, I say this um, uh, uh, rather um, quite often. I, I had this one ticket uh, four months ago. Yeah. And we had a new host bring it in. She goes, hey, chef, can I bring in a, a party of 10? I was like, yeah, sure, not a big deal. Let's just put it all on one ticket. That's not, that's not you know, not, not a biggie. Uh, yeah. I didn't realize it was to go. But that's oh. not a big deal anyway to, get to, to begin with. So she rings it in. And I swear to God, bro, it was, it, was 20, it was 20 entrees with 20 different mods on it. And this oh. she rang it in all in one go because, you know, I, I told her to. And oh, it's, no. it's about six feet long. Oh, no. It's as tall as me. And I, I couldn't believe myself. I was like, what is happening? What, what did I tell her? Like, Wait, what, what the hell did I just agree to? <laughs> <laughs> so she comes back. She's like, like that? I'm like, no. Not like that. I didn't realize it was. T- I, well, you know, first of all, I should have 
I should have double checked that it was to go and I should have asked her exactly what she was bringing in. But we, yeah, it was, it was tough. And I took a picture of it. I was like, look, this is, this is an actual ticket. This is what happens when you're not clear enough. <laughs> yeah, this is what happens when you don't communicate properly. <laughs> oh, so oh, stuff like weird. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, Cause people will get a kick out of it. You know, like we've tried, like we did, um, there's uh, I, 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 Americans don't really know about this, but there's a TV show that we grew up in Canada called a uh, Degrassi junior high. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the only reason anybody knows about it is because uh, the uh, world famous Drake uh, was on the, that's what started his career was when he was on the, uh, a newer version of the show when they, when they brought it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Degrassi junior high was hands down the greatest TV show ever created by man. Because that was the only show that actually covered like real issues. Like they dealt with drug addiction, teen pregnancy, uh, a, a kid's parents dying, suicide, AIDS, and they didn't sugarcoat any of it. I mean, this shit was exactly how kids at that time would have reacted to things, and it was just a great yeah. show. Um, so they ended up having this thing called the uh, Degrassi Palooza. Uh, that happened like last month and it was a, all the original, like literally all the original cast members, the original writers, the director, the producers, like everybody was a part of this festival and Eric and I were dying to go. So we started like a GoFundMe thing and promoted the shit out of this on our, on our podcast to raise money, to get Eric, to get a flight, to come out to Ontario to watch this. And fuck me if we didn't raise a penny. Well, that's not true. Eric got 50 cents donated to it by a guy on the street. (laughs) 50 cents is all we could raise. So yeah, yeah. yeah we'll have the best of luck with that. It's <laughs> all right. But at least it was, it was 50 cents more than what it was before. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. we never ended up getting to go, which broke both of our heart, but uh, oh. that's all right. We'll, uh, we'll make it up. Cause we're, we're actually, now that we've gotten contact with some of the cast wrote this, cause we've been begging them to give us free tickets to go. And uh, <laughs> they were actually really cool about it. Cause they were actually, uh, they were, uh, they were going to give us a bunch of special privileges if we were able to go uh, that not everybody was going to get. We were going to get exclusive interviews. And we had a, like a good in with the whole thing and then it all fell apart at the end. So we're going to end up trying to interview all these cast members just on this show anyways. And we'll fuck if anybody else likes it. We just, we're doing it for ourselves. Oh my word. Now, uh, <laughs> as you know, or actually I don't know, do you, do you guys uh, do like a pride thing too over there in Canada? Yeah, Pride's uh, pretty huge in uh, across Canada. Uh, BC has an entire district. Uh, Toronto has a an entire area with a very sordid history with the mm. uh, with the gay sector that you know started in the well started forever and slowly started introducing new laws starting in like seventy eight or seventy nine I think is when they introduced the first and you know uh, started giving gays more rights uh, in like seventy nine or seventy eight. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, like the pride parade, uh, it's more like pride fucking month. It's, it's, it's insane. Yeah. Uh, but everybody's a part of it. Same time though? What's that? Does it fall on the same week? Ours was last week. Yeah. Ours was last week as well. Um, oh, okay. yeah, I think it's pretty much the same thing. Um, it's just pretty much like North America around for the whole thing. Um, it's a big, it's a really big fucking deal here. Like a really big deal. Um, we had a, it was a, it was a lot of fun. It, it's, um, it's quite, it's quite great because all the bars are like open, serving all this great food. Everyone's dressed like just in perfect colors. I, I love that event. Um, but unfortunately, you know, I was at a restaurant working, but it's always nice to see. I have a couple of buddies who are a little uh, younger than I, and they were 
in a city. And I'm like, uh, that must have been hell. But yeah, they were like, yeah, we couldn't get out, but it was perfect. I was like, hey, at least you had a good time. Yeah. See, I was actually, I loved it when they first sort of started off. I was yeah, great idea. That's, that's great. What I hated about the Toronto one specifically was that it ended up not being about gay pride as much as it was about hey, check out the, this amount of nudity and S&M shit that we can display. And it was just a whole bunch of like naked guys wearing studded leather, uh, you know, dildos everywhere. It was just, <clears throat> it became more about overt sexuality than it was about gay pride specifically. Mm. And a lot of people, even in the gay community, were actually starting to backlash against it uh, because it was just, it was becoming so outlandish that it wasn't appropriate for anybody to be walking down the street and seeing this, you know, the type of outfits and the way they're acting was, this is the, what you do at one of those, you know, behind the doors clubs sort of thing, not out in the middle of the street in broad daylight in front of children. Yeah. I'm with you. You It's not more of the, uh, what they had in line for what it was originally. It's more just, yeah, exactly. Uh, last year, well, this year's was a complete flip around. It was, way more subdued in that sense there is way more people involved and this time it was all about the pride colors all about the rainbow colors there you go and everybody's what is a part of it it was a it was a much it was a way better event and i like the way it's going now just because it's it's about gay pride it's about being able to celebrate who you are and having it not be you know like a big deal at all and that's mm-hmm. what it should be all about and not about you know hey look what i do when the doors are closed you know that's it's, it's it's a weird. It was a weird thing when it first started coming out. It started getting big, and I don't know. I just it just it just weirded me out. <laughs> like, I am not a I'm not a guy that has any um, you know, like I, I'll I'll try anything ten times, whatever you know. But I don't know. Walking around the street in studded leather with a giant fake dick hanging off the front of me and stilettos just <laughs> isn't the message you want to promote to say, hey, look at me, I'm normal just like you. You know what I mean? Uh, like, <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, how about let's, let's throw some couple of foods ones in there mm-hmm. uh, since we haven't really touched on it and just kind of got away from the knives but give me give me one dish that you've eaten this month or something from your favorite restaurant and why oh wow I know <sighs> um there's a small restaurant uh, in a town just north of me it's a little town called Glen Williams uh, it's a very very small community uh, it's it's like 1200 people it's a very small place but there's a restaurant there called the copper kettle and it's in this very very old historical building um that they've turned in this beautiful little quaint little restaurant and i've been there three times now and the food is absolutely spectacular um their bur- i had a burger that was probably third best burger i've ever had in my life and that's the worst thing i've eaten there oh wow you know, but their French onion soup is the probably one of the greatest foods I've ever had in my life. I've never <laughs> had a French onion soup that tasted that great. It was buttery almost was without being too buttery. You know what I mean? The, the yeah, onions yeah. were so well caramelized. It was the right bread. They used a nice brioche bread. Um, it was amazing. The cheese they used, which I don't know what cheese specifically they use, but it just melded perfectly with it. The, Everything about that soup was perfection. The only way I can describe it, absolute perfection. And uh, so, yeah, if anybody in the anybody in the area, copper kettle, 
cannot promote that place enough. And I don't want to promote it because I'd like it to keep as my secret spot, but <laughs> I mean, fuck it, man. They're so good there. You know, I mean, yeah. their food is amazing. Well, that's not going to happen once it's good. It's good. Yeah. I always like to say, um, the, if you make it good, the people will come, you know? Oh, absolutely. So there is a world spread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a there's this one diner here in New Jersey. They've been here, oh God, I, don't, I think they opened 1940 something. Oh wow! Whatever. All they serve is burgers. Literally, that's all they do. Okay. Yeah. You might have heard of it, uh, White Mana Burgers. I actually have heard of that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It's, yeah. It's like the longest standing. Uh, I saw it on. I think it's what is it? You got to eat here. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. Food Network. Yeah. And it's um, it's the same. It's like same exact spot, same exact thing. It's just burgers and maybe fries, I think, now that they, they had it. But it's just burgers three ways. You can, you can have a double, a single, with cheese, onion. That's, that's it. And they do it so well and so good. And it, awesome. people flock there all the time. And it's, it's like hands down one of the best burgers here in Jersey if you're oh, ever in there. And it's like five minutes away from my house. Oh, no shit, really? Yeah, yeah. But like I told you, I told you before, like we, don't, we try not to eat too much dairy. But every once in a while, it's like it's like cheesesteak when you're down in Philly. Like once you once you get that whiff, yeah. Like, oh man, I gotta get a white mana. There it is, man. I got I gotta do it. <laughs> yeah, if you guys are ever in the states, it's like, or at least here in Jersey, uh, let me know and I'll take you guys to the white mana. Oh, consider it done. I'd love that. You know, it's funny. Um, in Ontario, it's Ontario is, is for the most part Ontario is all about chain restaurants. That's all it is. Everywhere you go, it's chain restaurants. You got the fucking East Side Mario's. You got fucking like, everything's about the chains. There's very few individual, one-off restaurants around. Uh-huh. It's it's very strange. When I lived out in BC, polar opposite. You have like seven main staple restaurants. Like you have like like uh, like the Keg, which is probably one of my favorite restaurants of all time. It's like a poor man's high-end steakhouse restaurant that I love. The Keg. You know, I, I'm a fanatic for steak, by the way. We'll get into that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, when you go around, like walk around BC, uh, I, I lived in North Vancouver. Uh, North Vancouver was no different than the actual city. It's just, if you're not going to a fast food joint, it's just one-off restaurants everywhere of every possible type of ethnic food you can possibly imagine. And it's just mind-numbingly delicious. I, I hit a Mexican place one time. I almost, I almost wept. I mean, like, the <laughs> food was so good. Um, it was just, it was perfection. It was just, it was amazing. And, and you know, they, there was, uh, there was uh, two white guys, a black guy, and an Asian guy working there. Not a one Mexican guy to be in sight anywhere. But they <laughs> nailed it. You know, they just nailed the recipe. They nailed the food. Um, you know, Mexican places in BC are actually really difficult to find. There's actually two that were any bit decent and uh, that was one which I have no idea the name of because I just we just walked by a, a bunch of us were going knife shopping one day and uh, uh, we ended up going we walked by I'm like man I'm fucking hungry what do I mean like there's a Mexican place let's go in there and it was set up like a 1970s fucking um, hospital cafeteria oh wow that's what it looked like when you go in there it just it looked and felt like an old hospital cafeteria but the food was so authentically great it was awesome and I found another Mexican restaurant right downtown kind of like on a main street, but very unassuming like restaurant. But the food in there was like the legit real deal. It was uh-huh. like the hand tossed corn, uh, cornmeal style, uh, tortilla shells, all fresh ingredients. Um, absolutely phenomenal. 
they got that's the place if you're gonna go somewhere if you got like picky eaters if you're like if you're with like a vegan a vegetarian and a meat eater everybody eats exactly what they want there oh yeah without having to put on taco yeah exactly put on a taco it's good you want veggies done you want you know you want meat we got seven different kinds it's all good to go yeah i wish there was places like that here at least where i live i'm pretty sure there is but I, i i don't look for it you know it's not like i'm like oh my god yes let's go to a mexican joint i'd rather I'd rather make it myself. <laughs> See, I'm that way too. I love cooking, but I'm such a pig when it comes to making food. Like I will destroy a kitchen. I'll use up <laughs> every plate, every dish, every fucking everything that we have that's available to my grubby little hands. I will use all of it and I make this gorgeous, amazing flavored meal. But the cleanup afterward is horrendous. So I only I rarely get to cook because nobody likes to clean up after me. <laughs> it's, so, it's such a mess. Uh, my my poor girlfriend discovered that the hard way. Um, when I cooked for her the first time, um, I had her over. I did a meal for her and my mother one night, and I, so I had her over at my mom's place, and we had this. I did this big spaghetti meal. And when I make spaghetti, the sauce takes at least ten hours to make. Oh wow! So I do it in hourly long stages like you know get the crushed tomatoes get them in there get them simmering down add a bunch of spices let it simmer for a couple of hours then add a couple more layers then i cook the meat then i throw the meat in then i make the meatballs then i cook those and then i add them sort of more along to the end of it if i just sort of keep adding ingredients and just let it simmer all day long so by the time you get to eat it because as you know spaghetti sauce specifically almost always tastes better the next day it always does yeah mine tastes pretty much just as good that when you when you eat it when I first serve it than it does the next day. Yeah, because you let it simmer. stew for so long. Yeah, exactly. It's just, I, I love making it, but yeah, I, again, I, I'll just destroy the kitchen to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not too bad. I've actually, um, and we'll, we'll talk about this in the next one, but I make bread too. Oh, do you really? Yeah, this is like my, my second passion now. So I, I picked it up last year, November-ish, like the end of November. I was like, you know okay. what? Fuck, I'm I'm tired of buying bread because one, it's really if you read the shit that's in the back of that, like it's not good. Like there's oh, yeah, a, no. there's a lot of shit in it. Yeah, and shit is the understatement of the exactly. day. Exactly, and I'm like, you know what? Um, let's go down to the roots. Let's make sourdough. So I oh, one starter. I did that whole process, and I'm I'm like I'm like reading this, researching this myself as a noob. I, I don't bake. I I mean I've I've only been in the industry 18 years, and I and I never touched. Uh, the pastry side of uh, the cooking. I mean, I can do uh, a souffle every once in a while, uh, you know, your basic uh, everything else, but I don't know any of the logistics of making, you know, proper bread, um, different kinds of it. So I was like, you know what? Let's try sourdough. So let's <laughs> let's just dive off to the deep end real quick. So I did that. I did that all last year. Just I kind of read up for a couple months and then I put it into process. Uh, the starter took me two weeks um, and I call him Francisco. He's my other son. So he's, okay. he's one years old now, or he'll be one soon, uh, end of November. Nice. Um, but now I've been consistently making bread, uh, sourdough bread. And let me tell you, good God, there is a process. And it's, and it's like the most frustrating thing because if, I don't know if you have any experience with bread, but it's all based on the, the, the day, the humidity, the time of year. That all matters into making this damn thing. It's not just... You know, really? Is that yeah. true? Yeah, yeah. It's not like you go to you, you, the, the store, you, get, you grab a piece of steak. It's either the, the prime cut or just the lower cut, and you deal with it. That's it. But with bread, bro, like 
if if it's like 80% humidity, it will take more water for for you to to get it started. Or if it's less humid, uh, you can't add too much water because it'll be too wet. So you oh you have God. to play with that. Like it's so immensely and it's stupid. And I'm like, <laughs> why? I don't understand it. So I've been documenting it and you know keeping notes because that's what I do in my kitchen and like taking taking studious notes so when i make it that same time next year uh, i'll take a note uh, or rather i'll take a peek at my notes and like okay this is what happened here's the how the humidity is uh, here's the weather you know it also matters when it rains or if it's sunny or if it's wow. like out of um if it's like windy like oh my god it's like it's all thing and it's, everything comes into account for that everything comes to account and i've been talking to a buddy of mine uh dan he he's also a chef uh, mm-hmm. But he's mostly on a pastry side, so he's uh he was like, yeah, there there'll be one of those days where you're just like, oh my god, the dough is so good today, and he means that, like that yeah. day, that dough is perfect that day, <laughs> that day. This is the yeah, day yeah. that, that like, nailed it. The day, like if you're ever gonna get a dough, like at its best, today is the day, and oh, those come few and far between. Um, so when when you actually hear this, like it, it, the next time you go to a pizza shop, ask ask the guys in the back. Be like, hey, how's the how's the dough today? And they will look at you because they they kind of have an inkling what you're gonna ask, like what, what you're asking them. But at the same time, they're like, eh, you know, it's kind of okay today. But if you get that, oh my god, the dough today is amazing. You're like, okay, right now, give me like five pies to go. So that's why it is like sometimes when you go to those, there's uh, some of the pizza shops in town. That's why when you go to pizza shop, that's why the crust can be different day to day. You know, it's the same recipe. It is different, Son man. Of a- Bitch, I had no idea. I had no idea too until I started fucking making it. Oh my god! I had no clue, dude. Now it's like it's revealing its its evil face to me. I'm like, oh, now I understand it. I get it. Oh my god! I had no idea. Yeah. So that's See, what I, there's. It's funny that you mention that because, um, my whole life I've been trying to recreate the greatest bread I've ever had in my life, which was uh, I was in like grade school, I think. So I mean, we're talking like fucking grade four grade five i think <laughs> a while ago um, a long, yeah fuck, a couple of years ago yeah um uh, we went to this um i think it was called uh i think they called it old time village it's like you know set up like an old school village with of what life was like before well hi uh, there's hydro right mm-hmm. and they were hand making bread there and they're doing the whole process of breaking down the grain by hand wow. and doing the whole process of how it was actually done back in the day and we got, and they baked it right then and there. So after they go through this whole process, then they, they cook a bunch of it, and then all the kids got a, got a sample. And I've still to this day never had bread that tasted that amazing. It was yeah. just something about it. Like there's, there's a non I've had twice um, at the same restaurant out in BC that was similar, but non has a very specific texture and flavor that this bread didn't, um, you know, but just something about that. I mean, I must have gone in that perfect humidity day and where everything was at that perfect level because, I mean, it left that much of an impression on me that, yeah. you know, we're talking fucking almost 40 years later, I'm still talking about it. Like, I could just, I can still taste it and smell it. It was just incredible. Let me tell you what, I actually, I got that one, I got that one week. Oh, really? I, I managed to, it, it all hit that one time. And I swear to God, I was just like, Oh my God, this is it. This is, this is it. This is what I've been doing this for. Right. This is, this, this is my peak moment. Here it is. <laughs> this is the best bread that I could make like right now. This is the day today. 
and I'm like, oh, what the fuck happened? Like, what is it like today? Like, I made, oh my God, the notes for that day was superb because I nailed it. It, it, oh. it just hit. And even my wife was like, babe, what the fuck? I was like, I know. Like, right. I, <laughs> You're I, like, right? <laughs> this, is, this, is the, this is what we strive for, babe. This is, when we get this bread, this is it. But man. When you're able to hit that perfection level of something, when you do that thing and it's just, oh my God, this, this is, uh, that's it. I peaked. Yeah. I'm never going to make another piece of bread better <laughs> than what this worked out at. You know, anybody who has, is passionate about cooking uh, or almost anything really, but when you have that moment, it's, it's breathtaking. It really is. And I had that moment with the brisket one. one. <laughs> like it, it wasn't even like perfectly scored or anything. It, the, the crust was okay, but God, the inside was so delicious. Like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, man. You know what's funny? I had a, there was a restaurant, an Italian place. Um, it was called uh, Gusto de Quattro was the name of the restaurant, a high-end Italian restaurant um, in North Vancouver. The address is actually number one Lonsdale, so Lonsdale is the main road in, in uh, North Vancouver. And it's, so it's on the bottom of this hill. And I went down there one time. I had a big paycheck from work. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm treating myself. Went, took myself out on a date. And uh, I, I wined and dined myself for the night. Uh, did the wine pairing with the meal. And I said to the, to the server, I said, you know, look, what's your Caesar salad like? She goes, oh, my God. She goes, you have got to try our Caesar salad. It is amazing. When she served it, the, um, the, uh, the croutons were all handmade to order. Oh my gosh. So when you got the crouton, so you got the fresh salad, you got the fresh dressing, you know, with the, you know, with the fresh Parmesan cheese and it was, you know, the cracked pepper and it was just an incredible salad. But those croutons were, oh my God, I, I'm literally about to just black out from excitement. It, it was crunchy on the outside, but soft and doughy on the inside. Oh. But garlic buttery on the inside. It's almost like he injected garlic butter inside <laughs> the actual bread. He might you have. Know, he might have i don't know but like i went back i did i did that the one time and i was just absolutely mindfucked by the experience it was incredible um and i did the full wine pairing it was i mean that one meal was like 160 bucks for me (laughs) 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 for the whole thing it was a super pricey meal i had a lot of fun i went back about a month and a half later with a girl i was dating at the time and i took her into this place i'm like you've got to try the croutons and we got it and I'm eating them. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Something's off with them. Uh, so I called the chef over and I'm like, Hey, I said, you know, like what's up with the croutons? And he goes, Oh, it's just, we couldn't keep up with the order. So now we just pre-make them on that. Oh, that's messed up. Oh, no, I was like so heartbroken. I'm like, fuck, are you kidding me? Like, that's messed up. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. I was so busted up over that because it was so good. And even he said, he goes, look, he says, if you want, he says like, I'll make you another salad. Um, like for afterwards he goes just give me time to prepare he goes i'll make some because i understand what you're saying so we actually did so at the end of the meal after we had our full meal instead of ordering dessert he brought us uh a couple of caesar salads with his with the handmade croutons uh for like a little treat at the end and he didn't mm-hmm. even charge us for it which was amazing oh wow so yeah great That's experience awesome. but, yeah to have croutons like handmade from scratch right there for your salad like what a what what an experience you know i mean like you're taking it's it became a form of art almost you know it's just it was so awesome 
yeah that uh bread bread that's all i gotta that's all i can think yeah bread it's It's true it's three things it's water flour and salt that's that's all it takes to make the damn thing but it's so technical and so difficult uh for me i think that's why i'd never be good with it that's why i don't bake is because i measure nothing when i cook so no matter what i make there's always a variation of the flavor every so time because i measure nothing and you know like literally ever (laughs) to any extent of any reasoning it's just I'll just grab a thing of spice and be like, ah, that looks about good. Yeah, <laughs> you know, whatever. About good. Okay, no, I get it. Eh, and then yeah. you taste it, you're like, ah, oh, no, last week's was better, or, God, oh, no, this is better <laughs> than Like, I made potatoes the other night. I roasted some potatoes, and although I added nothing spicy to it for some reason after they, they were cooked, because, like, I did a taste of the dry rub, and I'm like, okay, that tastes really great. It's a right, right mixture of everything. But for some reason, once it actually roasted out and cooked, it was spicy, like hot spicy. Oh. Like, really spicy. Like, I mean, I needed sour cream for this shit afterwards. I'm like, what the hell? I put nothing in. I added no cayenne. I didn't add any, like, roast red pepper flakes. Nothing. But for some reason, it came out spicy, and I have no idea why. None of the seasonings, like, one seasoning of everything I use has a bit of cayenne in it, but I didn't use much of it than I would normally use. So, I'm very confusing. (laughs) If I started taking better notes, it might not happen again. Fuck it. <laughs> we eat it and go another day. That's it. That's exactly right. Uh, Lord, I think uh, I think that's where we're gonna cut it, man. Because we can keep on going. And you know what? We'll talk about we'll talk about steaks the next time. Oh, that was one of my favorite topics. Meat in general is my favorite topic. No, me too. I try not to eat too much anymore of it because it kind of now because nowadays I, I, I explained to you what the, my eighty twenty rule was before, right? Yep. I'm like eighty percent plant plant based, twenty percent meat. It, yep. It's not like it's not like it's bothering my stomach, but if I consume a lot of it, it kinda it kinda messes with my stomach a little bit. But that's from not eating it anymore. And that's that's well, yeah, absolutely. all it is. Yeah. Once you stop eating one kind of form of food, uh once you partake it again, it will actually make you sick. Um so it's not like I'm allergic. It's just I can't eat as much as I used to um with the with said meat or whatever it is. But that's how I feel when I eat too many vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's not enough meat in this oh, meal. I'm going to be sick tomorrow. <laughs> now, Gord, if you don't mind, can you just share with everybody uh, where they can find your podcast and um, when, you know, or how do you guys, you know, all your links and all that? Um, well, some of the best ways to get the podcast again, it's called Eric and Gord. What if we're right? Um, you can find us on all the main mediums. Um, Podcoin is a great one that we love having people use because, uh, when you go on PodCoin to listen to a podcast, um, not only do I, as a contributor to the show, do we get paid, but you as a listener, you actually get paid yeah. for listening to podcasts. So it's an amazing concept. Yeah. Um, so you catch it on that. Um, any of your major uh, pod hosting shows, um, if all else fails, we have actually, we have our own uh, webpage, which is just called Um All of our episodes are on there, plus a whole bunch of random stuff like stuff in our contests and uh, all the other stuff we're doing. We're running a contest right now. We want somebody to design a logo for our show because we can't be bothered to pick one. Um, so we're just going to put it on somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so yeah, ericandgord.com, um, Podbean, um, uh, Podchaser. Um, there's just any anywhere that there's a podcasting, we, we're pretty much on it. Gotcha. Thank you for hey, doing Podcoin plug for me too. I was going to do that at the end, but thank you. Yeah, 
no worries. Yeah, I'm a big fan of them. So yeah, I, I really do enjoy. I like popcorn. It's 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 easy. I mean, it's super it, easy. Yeah, you don't have to sign up for anything specifically. Like you don't have to give away any information or anything. Just fucking give a name and you're good to go. Yeah, and um, for everyone that is kind of curious on what it is, if you already listen to podcasts like the one right now you're listening to, um, why not put that money or put that listening into turn into kind of some money? And actually, I've been listening to it for quite a bit. And I managed to get ten bucks out of it. Nice. I know. So that's that's enough for a half a tank of gas or a quarter tank. Yeah, gas. a quarter tank. Depends, depends what you drive and depends on where you are right now. But you know, at least it's Eric. something. Well, I should say it's ten bucks you didn't have. <laughs> or that fifty cents <laughs> that Eric didn't have. That fifty cents Eric didn't have. <laughs> you know, I keep talking about Eric. He hasn't even been on the show yet. He might get yeah, jealous. I know. Actually, funny you say it because he's actually because when he told me he goes, "Hey, we do an episode tomorrow," I said, "No, I can't." I said, "I'm I'm, on, I'm doing Casey." He's like, "Here we go. I'm officially losing you to everybody else now." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, get over yourself. I'm not leaving. I'm not going anywhere." Oh, I'll message him because I haven't I haven't I haven't messaged him back in a while. But uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Trust Meal airs every Monday where I call live in a restaurant where my sous chef and I talk about all the fun things that happens in our restaurant and Chef Meals on Thursdays where I talk to people like Gord and Eric and their beautiful show and their beautiful lives and their beautiful everything. So catches and all that good stuff. Leave us a like and review and everywhere else. But other than that, we are out. See everybody. Thanks for having me on, man.